This is Gabe. This is Veronica. And this Welcome is Big Sister, Sister, Little Sister. Okay. Hi, everybody. How doing? I hope everybody's had a good day and week. And it's been a few days since we've recorded, but we want to get back to it. Um. So what's been up? Well, with me, I'm just recovering from my um, gastric sleeve surgery mm-hmm. that I had on March the 19th. Yep. March the 19th I had it. And um, so I'm just recovering and trying to get in my fluids and <sighs> doing a little bit of walking and lots of resting and just recovering. That's good. That's good. Your children, they've been supportive, I'm sure. They have. They've been quite self-sufficient, especially <laughs> since their TT told them to behave. Well, I mean, they should. <laughs> Which they call my sister TT. They made that up on their own. Um, but no, they've been behaving. Like, you know, as um, when I left the hospital, I came and stayed with you for a week. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you helped me with them and everything, but... As I watched them, you know how kids are always so different at someone else's house. Mm-hmm. So as I watched them doing all the things they were doing that I normally do, when I got home, I was like, um, you guys can pack your own lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, they've been playing me the whole time. Not necessarily playing me. I've been Yeah, you had them spoiled. Yeah. You absolutely had them spoiled. <laughs> I literally had, I mean, everything. They tall enough to reach stuff, so everything's in reach. And yeah. I literally told them, like, okay, today... Yeah. When you get home from school and they sit down, do their homework or play, whatever they want to do. Right. After you do that, get your lunch together for tomorrow, y'all. Get your clothes out. Get your clothes get out. Get your book bags packed. And put your book bag by the door. So yes. in the morning, we yes. ain't got to play no games when it comes to getting out the door on time. Oh, that's right. But that, So they've been doing really good, though. That's good. They've been packing their lunches at night and everything. And that's good. They, that means that they understand and know that they got to be a step ahead of the curve yeah, so that yeah. they can make sure that... And they've um, been helping me without pouting, so. Oh, that's good too. <laughs> so, um, that's a blessing. <laughs> yes, yeah, I feel you on that. Yes. What so. else been a how's uh oh how's the puppies? Oh, crazy as ever, running yeah. all around the house, sniffing my legs and just. I'm sure they happy you home. Though. Oh man, they went crazy when I walked in the door sniffing and jumping and then i sat down and like had to hold a pillow because i was like get away from my stomach yeah yeah (laughs) so um but other than that they've been doing pretty good that's good they they you know dogs are smart they Mm -hmm. sort of sense Mm -hmm. something's up like because even my dog pepper was like laying on your lap i know like well laying her head because she's way too big to be laying on anybody but laying laying her head on my lap she was looking me directly in the eyes like to see you know, what kind of move I was going to be make acting like or... she could see through your soul. Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> I am serious. Or, but if I would go to sleep and take a nap, she would just walk out the room and leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I got up, I mean, because your couches and everything are really quiet. You mm-hmm. wouldn't think she knew it. And I could hear her coming down the steps. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. I was like, here comes Pepper. Check on me. But mm-hmm. Yeah. I That's good. Very so, good. Very good. I'm yes. glad that you're healing up well. We'll talk more about that later. Okay. In future episodes as well. But um, I just got back from the big city of Kinston, North Carolina. All right, Kinston. 
Kingston? What's the population? <laughs> I don't know. You know a whole lot. A whole lot. A whole lot of battles. That's how that's how I feel. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but um yeah, my husband's from Kingston, North Carolina, so we his dad is being honored and they're um naming the baseball field at his high school, Kingston High School after him. So we went down mm-hmm. there and did the beautification day, which was really fun. Yeah. To see everybody come out and support and just give back to the community right. and and that's a big deal because he was a coach for years and years. Absolutely, he was a coach Kinston. for many, many years in Kingston. Yeah. But not only that, he's just Joel's dad was a mentor. Yeah. He was everything and more. Like I don't, I can't even put into words how yeah. he was. He was so kind. He had a, he's a special. gentle spirit. Yes, yeah. he, he's definitely a special yeah. individual. Somebody yeah. that. I will never, ever, ever, ever forget in my life. I I truly believe his spirit lives on through the things that Joel is doing with his basketball team and um, working at the school here in High Point. And, you know, but that was this past weekend. So that was fun um, to get down there and see family and hang out. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to see family. Well, today's episode, we're going to talk about, we're going to guess title this The Way In. Um, we want to talk about like what your journey has been uh-huh. going through um, getting to the, the point where you decide that, yes, I want to have surgery and uh-huh. this is, you know, everybody's journey is different. And right. I know that uh, your story can inspire so many other people. Right. And, um, so I guess we'll just tell me, like, I guess at the very beginning, like, how did you gain the weight? Like, go through that for us. Um, I gained the weight sort of slowly. I've never really been really slim. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I injured myself in middle school, when I hurt my knee, mm-hmm. um, I, I slowly started gaining weight through the years mm-hmm. um, with less... Um, with not wanting to walk around as much, I couldn't like run and jump and stuff. It just sort of slowly started piling on. And then when I had my first daughter in 97, I gained some extra weight I didn't get rid of. Mm-hmm. Then when I had my son in 2008, I gained, well, even before I had him in 2008, when I got with my husband and we got married in 2007, mm-hmm. I gained like 40 pounds. Then in 2008, mm-hmm. when I got pregnant with him, I gained 40 more pounds. I went to Weight Watchers three times within this period of time. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Not saying that it didn't work. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't disciplined enough to follow it. Yeah. Point blank. Yeah. You know, and also, you know, I had to deal with my food addictions. Like, just eating because it tastes good. Eating because you're bored. Because you're lonely. Because you're sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. something that you really have to deal with. You know, just like you have other addicts that are alcoholics and stuff like that. Food is an addiction as well. Yeah. And and especially because they put so much additives in it. So much extra salt and sugar. And some companies put these special perfumes and things in it that smell good to us. So it, it becomes addictive. Mm. And I was using it as a crutch. Yeah. So, um, I had to do something and what brought me to it was my, um, osteoarthritis. I was diagnosed with osteoarthritis in 2006. Well, let's back up a little bit. So when you were gaining the weight, like Uh over these years and you were doing Weight Watchers, were Uh you working out too or were you just doing Weight Watchers? I was doing Weight Watchers and maybe a little bit of walking, Mm -hmm. but not like enough to really... 
lose the weight. It was just mainly yeah. just the eating. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. so you said in 2006 you were diagnosed with osteoarthritis. What is yeah. that? What is osteoarthritis is um it's basically arthritis mm-hmm. and it's in the bone. Mm-hmm. Oste- osteo meaning mm-hmm. in the bone. And um, mine is degenerative. So basically my bone, my cartilage, um, and my joints, it just break is breaking down, it's wearing down of time. Mm-hmm. And um since I'm only forty one, um, I had to do something about it as far as weight bearing. Mm. Just the weight was mm-hmm. bearing on my joints. So um I was encouraged by my medical doctor and by my orthopedic doctor mm-hmm. to look into the gastric surgery. So, yeah. so in the last uh, episode, you said that you were offended, you know, when they asked yeah, you about I, that. I guess when you look at yourself every day, especially like when I look at myself in my home, I didn't feel that big. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that, you know, out of shape. And that's not what we see as your family either. Right. And yeah. then, but then like sometimes when I walk past, uh, say I was in the mall and I mm-hmm. walk past a mirror or something, then I would think. Oh wait a minute! I gained a little bit of weight, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm short. I'm only five foot one, well five foot and a half. Um, so it's obvious after a while, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you're shorter. I mean, it doesn't have many places to go. Yeah. So um, that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, so I guess from you them determining or them saying hey you know we think that this would be beneficial to you mm-hmm. what was the time what was the moment that you that kind of clicked for you to say I think I need to consider this um it it came from a lot of times um, I get stiff mm-hmm. and like when I'm sitting down for a while riding in the car mm-hmm. or even mm-hmm. sleeping in the bed I get very stiff and it's hard for me to get up or, and move I can't get up and move quickly I have to take my time because I don't want my joints like shifting. Mm-hmm. So that was a um, factor because I would get up. I was moving like an 80 year old person. Like I was moving slow. Mm-hmm. And um, also the cortisone shots that I was getting in my knee. I was getting fluid pulled out of my knees and getting the cortisone pushed in. And it, it just, it seemed like it wasn't working anymore. Mm. Like, I could get it done. It might feel better in a week. Might not. Mm-hmm. You know, it just sort of is sort of hit and miss. And it depended on how bad they were flaring up. You know. So your knee injury you mentioned was in middle school? Yes, it was in middle school. So what happened? Um, In middle school, I was dancing for mm-hmm. Ray Hollinsworth Dance Center in Jamestown. And, um, so I was just, my knees started bothering me. Mm-hmm. And at first, you know, I just sort of told mom and dad that they were bothering me. I didn't think much of it. And then they started hurting more and more and more. Um, and I stopped dancing for a while and, you know, I started pulling back a little bit from dance, but what happened, um, it blew out. My left knee blew out. And that actually happened when you were small, and it was at the house we were living on, Forestview. Mm-hmm. And remember, it had that long hallway, and mm-hmm. your room was at the end. Mm-hmm. So you were running down the hall, and I was coming behind you like, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you, mm-hmm. because there's 12 years difference between yeah. us. So, and then, like you, I, I didn't see you at the time, and all of a sudden, 
my knee blew out and it sounded as if firecrackers were going off in the hallway. It, cause it was, every, my ligaments were tearing, everything. Oh, wow. And tendon, my tendon was torn. My ligaments were snapping. Mm-hmm. And um, mama came running out cause she heard it. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, they took me to urgent care. My kneecap was cracked. And this was only for me just going down the hall. Like mm-hmm. just, I wasn't crawling. Mm-hmm. I wasn't running. Mm-hmm. I was just sort of walking along, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to get you. And it just decided to blow out. Oh, wow. That's, that's where the major injury came from. So that just came pretty much from dance. Yeah. And then when I went to the doctor, they said I had Osgood's collateral, which is like um, some kind of childhood thing where you're growing and your growth or something like that. I don't know. I might not be right on that. And um, so then after that, I went to the orthopedic to see Dr. Ross. I love Dr. Ross. <laughs> and um, he took care of me for years. And uh, But, you know, he had a... He, Unfortunately, he had a bad car accident, mm-hmm. um, passed away. But um, I saw him for years off and on, mm-hmm. you know, even when people thought I probably wasn't going, I was going right. to the orthopedic. Right. Um, I had two surgeries on it. Mm-hmm. I had the um, arthroscopic surgery. Uh-huh. Yep. At, I was either 11 or 12. Okay. And then I went to... Um, physical therapy for about half a year to try to get it to bend all the way back because after I had the surgery it would only bend maybe 20 or 30 degrees it mm-hmm. wouldn't go all the way back so I had to go back in for surgery again and they did a manipulative surgery which they put you to sleep and then they bend they crack it bend it Ah, uh, okay yeah and so so I, that was the the beginning of where you weren't as mobile yes and that was in the um like 91 or so yeah so that had to you were in yeah i was still in middle school so you know as a middle school child whether boy or girl normally middle school kids are pretty active yeah walking around running around not me so the the crutches so the normal thing (laughs) you know that a a kid would be doing you were limited in your movement so of course that's yeah, it just never got better. Like, I had a, a cast from my ankle to my hip. Mm. Oh, wow. For months yeah. and months and months. And just... So, that was the beginning of, I guess, where your mobility was yeah. was put into question. And yeah, then, big time. of course, would lead to later on issues down the road. Yeah. So, I guess that's where the uh, osteoarthritis comes from yeah that's where that's it came from that injury is what they're thinking Mm -hmm. um but then here recently i've had some other tests and an x-ray done and i have osteoarthritis at the back of my neck too okay so so it it could be in your body yeah i think just your genetic makeup yeah at this point they're, they're thinking it's just in my joints but we just haven't explored it anymore because i'm not interested in knowing every Every little bit right now. I understand. <laughs> so. To each um, his own. I'm just going to deal with it as it comes along. Absolutely. Right. So, Absolutely. I'll just. Okay. So. What was the moment. The, when you. You said that you got really stiff. And. Mm-hmm. You couldn't figure out why. Um, well. You, well I you knew, knew it was the arthritis. It was just painful. Yeah. 
just painful. So after that, was that when you immediately thought, oh, I need to, I need to do something. I need to take their advice. Or was it like something that happened that made you say, no, nothing happened. I just, I got, I got to the point where they told me if, when I had the weight loss surgery, that it would not cure the osteoarthritis because it won't cure arthritis. Absolutely. But they said if I had some weight off of my joints, maybe I would feel somewhat better. And my pain was to a level where maybe was good enough for me. Absolutely. Yes. The maybe was just good enough. So, and, and it was also my health because my blood pressure was out of control and I couldn't get it controlled. Um, even medicines was not getting it down low enough. I developed sleep apnea. Um, and what else was I having a problem with? Headaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just headaches and... So on a average, on a regular basis, how would you rate your pain between one and ten on a consistent basis? So throughout the day, what? Give me your peak and your pit. The first thing in the morning, I'm probably at a nine because I am stiff, and I'm like trying to wiggle to sort of move that, move those joints around because I've laid in one position for so long they've locked up. Right. Um, as the day goes along, I probably could give it about a seven or a six. But it's never it's at a never point. below a five. Mm-mm. And nobody wants to live like that. Uh-uh. Nobody wants to live uh-uh. like that. And any pain medicine doesn't even. And that's addictive too. So yeah. nobody wants to be, you know, taking right. pain medicine all and, the time. And it, and it affects your health. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, now I'm just, well, and also I develop depression. Yeah. Along with all this, because it was, it's depressing to know that, like, see your kids playing or, you know, everybody wants to like, let's go to the mall and mm-hmm. where that is so exciting to some people. To me, that that is a dread. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. like, let's go to the mall. No, I don't want to go to the mall. Yeah. And it's not because I don't want to shop or look at anything. It's because I want to walk around. Right. So. Right. And I mean, I laugh. I laugh it off, but it's, it, it hurts me. Absolutely. So, um, I just developed depression. I denied that I was depressed for probably a year and a half before my doctor just sort of sat down and just looked looked at me like really firm and she was like let's talk about it and when she said that I just busted out in tears like Mm -hmm. yeah I was like I don't know you know what you want to talk about or what you want me to say you know it's just um when you're faced with something that you know there's no cure there's no way to fix it and you don't really know if you can control from day to day how you feel. That is a daunting feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I th- I've been there. Yeah. I, I understand. I think I know for a fact depression comes from different places. Yes. And, um, and can come through in different phases and ways in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I completely understand that. And we'll talk more about that maybe in a later episode. But... Yeah. Um, so I, I completely understand that. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's talk about, you know, like going back to the doctor and mm-hmm. they say, okay, you tell them, yes, I'm willing to do this surgery. Like what made you, what were their next steps? Okay. So my next step was I went to the weight loss center. Uh, I think it's called the bariatric and weight loss center. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to the weight loss center and, um, so they talked to you. 
uh, they weigh you, mm-hmm. they do your blood pressure, they do all your measurements, and then they have a seminar that you can go to, and the seminar tells you everything from A to Z. What you're, what you're getting into, do you really want to do it? It gives you the, um, the benefits, and it mm-hmm. also tells you things that you might not want to hear that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that, then they send me for, send me, <laughs> then they sent me over, and I had my blood drawn. Mm-hmm. I had um, um, some type of test of my lungs they did, or... Um, I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry. I'll try to get the name of it so I can get it for you the next time. But they do several tests, and after that, they get all that back. You go over, and they start you off with what to eat. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's back up a little bit. Okay. So, when you went to the weight loss center, uh-huh. when they weighed you, what was your weight when you went in there? 274. So, you walked in at 274 pounds. Yes. So... Not to jump too far ahead, but kind of give people... So, you're how many days post-op? Today oh, is wow. the fourth. I no, I count. Okay. Um, seven, 14, 16 days post-op yep. at this point. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So, 16 days post-op, you've lost a grand total of how many pounds? Um, 26. 26 pounds. Yeah, 26 so, pounds. in 16 days, yeah, you've lost, lost 26, 26 pounds. pounds. That's awesome. Which is sort of wicked. <laughs> and counting. Right. It's sort of wicked. So, going into post-op, um, or pre-op, pre-op, pre-op. So, before, so when you take the, when you go into the class, there's more than one person in the class. Oh, yeah, there's several people. Because oh, um, they're support groups. Mm-hmm. So, you go in, there. there are people there that, are preparing for surgery. There are mm-hmm. people there that have already had surgery. And I went into one class and there was a older lady that had had surgery many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And she came in and gave us a lot of advice on why it was good um, that we had made that decision in our life and mm-hmm. how it helped her because she was diabetic. Mm-hmm. And after she had the surgery, she no longer has diabetes. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, great. Um, so it's a big deal. So the testing, of course, had a big played a big part in you know you being medically cleared to yes do. because um I, as far as being medically cleared they had to have the notes from my doctor from my med- regular medical doctor mm-hmm. which she is amazing dr agar is amazing because as long as i've been going to her she has been documenting everything that's wrong with me from head to toe mm-hmm and she's been documenting my journey with um, my osteoarthritis. Mm-hmm. And um, at one point, her and Dr. Weller worked in the same office sometimes, mm-hmm. come in and out of that office. So um, I had my records were like amazing. So when they looked up my records, they were like, I cannot believe that you have this much good information. So that sort of pushed me forward in my journey with the insurance and with the doctors because they got information from Dr. Weller and my medical doctor. Um, I had already developed sleep apnea, so I had, um, I had, and which I was just diagnosed with it before I decided to do the weight loss surgery. Right. And um, so I had my CPAP machine. That we call baby elephant. That I call my baby elephant because <laughs> when I put it on, I look like an elephant. It is funny. I have a picture I'm going to show you. Anyway, um, we'll post it on our Instagram. Oh my God, I'm be so embarrassed. Okay, so yeah, I had my baby elephant. Um, so between my blood pressure, my sleep apnea, my osteoarthritis, 
And I would be what is labeled as a chronic pain sufferer because mm-hmm. of that and my depression. Okay. Um, I waited. I went through everything. Took the three months. Took me three months to get cleared. Wow. Yeah. So that sounds like, you know, pe- other people have not uh, had it, the same. No. It can take six months up to a year to get cleared. Oh, wow. Depending okay. on your insurance. Depending how well your doctor writes up. Your notes mm-hmm. on um, your conditions and how you feel and the medications that you're taking. Which means you have to actually go to the doctor because a lot of people out here a lot of people won't go to don't the go to the doctor. Even if something is hurting. But I suggest that, you know, you put on your big girl panties or put on your big boy boxers and get out there and go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Because they're there to help. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. And you you have to be an advocate for yourself. Like if you go into oh the gosh, doctor and yes. you feel like... You're not getting the right answers or whatever the case may be. Yes. Seek seek a second opinion. Please seek a second opinion. Because, you know, just because you go to one doctor and they can't find out what's wrong with you doesn't necessarily mean that there's nothing wrong with you. Absolutely. You know. That is absolutely correct. If if your um, inner man. Right. If your conscious is bothering you and it's nagging at you. Mm -hmm. You need to follow up on that. Absolutely. You need to follow up Absolutely. on that. Absolutely. So, obviously, there's financial pieces to... Do you know what the average cost is for, oh. like... Well, not necessarily average, but I know a lot of people may not have insurance. That's um, true. Or... And some people go out of the country to get it done. Because oh, they I, don't have insurance. That's not good. And, uh, <laughs> But, um... I guess they do it, and... I, I wouldn't suggest that. I no, mean, I that's... wouldn't suggest that. And I wouldn't suggest No, that I know you wouldn't either. I, 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 to, I strongly suggest that you stay here in this country if you need to have it done. I strongly suggest that you don't do it thinking that, oh, this is the easy way out. Mm-mm. I'm going to um go have this weight loss surgery. I'm going to lose 100 pounds and it's going to be easy. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. It's not going to be easy. No, sir. It's not going to be easy because um this is a journey. Absolutely. And when you wake up out of that anesthesia, you're not going to feel like you've just been on a Bahamas vacation. Hey, the crap hits the van. It's real. You you wake up with unbelievable gas because they have to pump your stomach full of gas to to do the surgery. Oh, yeah. Because it's laparoscopic. So let's back up a little bit. So once you determined that you wanted to have the surgery have the surgery eligible you got eligible so you had to go through the classes which isn't like uh this is an ongoing thing you you go to class every week it's an ongoing thing i go um twice a month twice a month you go to class so uh, so somebody seeking thinking that they this surgery might be for them this is, you know, it's yeah. not something that you can just sign on a dotted line. Oh, no, 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 no. And, not and not get if done. you go through the right channels to do it, you're not just going to go in there and be like, hey, yo, here's my $10,000 or how much ever mm-hmm. you, ha- you have to pay for it individually. Right. And just go in and get this surgery done when bam, no. There are going to be doctors that are going to check you and clear mm-hmm. you and make sure that you're okay. I had to have an upper GI before I had this done. Right. You so took they put me, you, remember? Yeah, yeah I took yeah. you. So um, that mean that so they put me under for that. So you had to be <laughs> so you pretty much had a small procedure done before you even got yes. a chance to get the major surgery. Yes. Done. Okay. Because mm-hmm. they have to look on the inside of your stomach to make sure that everything's okay. Because they don't want to do the surgery and. 
find out on the back end, oh, you might have something wrong with you that they really didn't need to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So what is the diet requirements leading up to surgery? So take us right up to the day that you, um, take us right up to the day you actually went to the hospital to have surgery. Okay. Tell us what happened. Give us like the week before. Okay. The week before, um, Actually, it's two weeks before um, they put you on like um, some people go on a liquid diet. I mm-hmm. think different doctor's offices do it different. I went on a liver shrinking diet. Okay. Um, and my diet plan basically was um, for breakfast, you would have a protein shake. And then um, around mid-morning, you would have some yogurt. Um, and it had to be a low-fat yogurt. Mm-hmm. And so I had... Um, triple zero the greek yogurt triple mm-hmm. zero yeah i had that i like greek yogurt if you don't like greek yogurt you could do like uh yo play or something like that any other brand but mm-hmm. it just had to be low fat um so then you could have a lunch for lunch you had another protein shake mm-hmm. now in the protein shakes also um with the bariatric clinic that i went to there are certain brands of protein they want you to stay away from and certain brands they want you to have right and um so then for um, mid afternoon, I could have a piece of fruit, um, for a snack and like maybe a small apple or orange. Mm-hmm. Try not to try to stay away from things with a lot of sugar, like grapes or, you know, they're very sugary. Yeah. And, um, for dinner, I could have three ounces of meat. I could have salad. You could have as much salad as you want. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, salad is good for you. <laughs> and then um, for your dressing, they suggested like a maybe a vinaigrette dressing. Mm-hmm. Um, something, again, low fat. If you can't stand the vinaigrette, you could just do another type of low fat. Um, and if you didn't want to do the salad, you could substitute with um, vegetables like um, green beans, broccoli, or asparagus. Or there's many others that you could do as well. And then in the evening, you could have another snack. You could have like 10 carrot sticks or... Um, a small piece of fruit, maybe a cheese stick, because those are low fat. Not the um, so the mozzarella ones, not mm-hmm. the cheddar ones. Um, and then water. Water was my beverage mm-hmm. for those two weeks. No high sugar foods. No high carbohydrate foods. No whole milk. Mm-hmm. No fatty foods with butter. No fried foods. No alcohol. No caffeine. So that was your diet <laughs> for two, two weeks, weeks going into surgery. Two weeks. And I strongly suggest the um, skim Fairlife milk. It yes. was amazing. Yeah, you got me drinking it now. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. So, um, and that gave me the protein I needed. So that was my two weeks before surgery. My liver shrinking diet is what my clinic called it. So that was your lifestyle for two weeks. So it kind of yes. prepares you for yeah. what your diet will be after surgery. Yeah, a and little bit. What your life will kind of be like. <laughs> oh, and we'll get into that in a our next bit. episode. We talk about the actual surgery and <laughs> yes. and what happened there. But yes. Um. So that was your journey going into surgery. Yes, absolutely. Very good. Absolutely. Very good. All right. Well, we'll continue that conversation in our next episode. But today we're gonna. Do a little fun. All right. I like fun. Um, so this segment I'm gonna call Girl Bye. Girl Bye. Girl Bye. Girl Bye. Girl So this was something that um was written to me. I get a lot of people, I don't know why people think that I give good advice, but a lot of people <laughs> at work or uh-huh. 
in life, people that are just kind of friends, acquaintances that I've kind of encountered uh-huh. in life, they ask me crazy stuff all the time. And a <laughs> friend of mine sent me this and she was like, oh my gosh, what do you think? Okay. So she was like, you should talk about it on your podcast. It would be so fun. So okay. I'm going to read it and we can talk about it. Okay, let's start. So the name of it is Would You Go? So... It goes like this. Would you go on vacation with your male friend who likes you? I've been going through a lot in my marriage. I feel I've given it my all and my husband has done nothing but to push me away these last few months. He's still in contact with the lady he cheated on me with, even told me he fell in love with her and wasn't sure if he wanted me or her. Well, I started venting to a male friend. Don't judge me. The Pain, I feel, is unbearable, and he has been a godsend, especially me being manipulated into thinking I'll never find a good man. My friend suggested we go on a vacation. He's from a small island in Europe. I've been through so much hell that I'm considering going. Would you go? Also, I work in a different city where he actually lives. I had planned to stay and keep working, freelancing in that city, until my husband got his crap together, but I didn't have funds so to last me that long for which was a month. So he offered me to stay at his place. Should I? Girl bye. Yes. <laughs> Girl no. bye. So like I just reading that I really I first my first thought process was I am so blessed to have such a good husband. Amen. Um, I think that I am I can be oblivious to the issues that go on in other people's marriage yeah. because I live in such this bubble when it comes to that. Oh yeah. Like I'm pretty private when it comes to like if me and my husband go through anything, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm like I'll talk to you about it, right, of course, right. off podcast. But like right. um but when I read stuff like this. I that my first thought process is I am so blessed and I am so thankful Amen. that I don't have to go through that. I know that's right. Um, but oh, I was just like that completely blew me away. Yes, it completely is that blew a me real away. Story? That's a real story. That is somebody sent me. That is a real, absolute, real story. This girl literally. This is what she's going through. So her husband manipulated her into thinking that nobody else wanted her. I guess so. Hmm. So what would you? What would you? What would your advice be to her? She's like, I mean, a vacation is nice. That would be amazing for somebody to take you on vacation. But under those circumstances, absolutely not. But I understand why she's even considering it, considering where the state of her relationship. Yeah. Um. And we don't know details as if there's kids involved or anything like that. But what would you say? I think I would tell her, first of all, she would have to, she needs to get her confidence. She needs to work on herself first. That would be where I would tell her to start. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, um, like you said, her being manipulated into thinking that nobody else wants her. That's a lie. Mm Mm-hmm. There's plenty of people out here that want other people. You know what I'm saying? So she needs to start with her confidence because if she had confidence, then she wouldn't have failed for that in the first place. Absolutely. So I would tell her to begin with that. Then I would tell her not to make any rash decisions. 
because decisions that you make when your head is not in the right place mm-hmm. are the decisions that get you in a crap load of trouble. Absolutely. So, yeah, she's going to need to think through that one. And just because the grass looks greener on the other side does not mean it is greener He might on the be other just side. as crazy. Girl, he might be crazier. That's true. And and the grass that she's looking at, it might be green. It might be a artificial turf. It might not even be grass. <laughs> okay? Because... I I'm mean, a snorter, sorry. Anybody... <laughs> don't snort, Piggy. Anybody... <laughs> Anybody can paint you a pretty picture. Yeah. And and also, you have to realize that sometimes when you meet people or somebody's trying to charm you or whatever, honey, they are sending their representative. You need to take time to get to know people mm-hmm. because that representative mm, will give it about 60 days before that representative is going to leave and the real person is going to show up. That is true. That's absolute truth. Now, but, what's your advice? But even, <laughs> like, I guess I'll go back to the beginning, like, Two wrongs don't make a right. Right. So my thought process is like, he said that he cheated on you and, and he fell in love with somebody else. Like, like let's do it. I wonder like what, like if that happened, like what was, what was you thinking then? Yeah. And if she would have had her confidence and she, and he said, oh babe, you know, I cheated on you and I done fell in love with this other woman. If she had her confidence, she would tell him to hop, skip and jump. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm I saying? completely agree. Get gone, kick rocks. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't know that. I don't know. I Or either I, you're going to go and you're going to suck it up and go to a counselor and try to work it out. Yeah, that's absolutely true. That is absolutely true. Yeah, I think that this girl should definitely make sure that she seeks seek some type of counseling or therapy for herself before she I do not think she should go on this trip no, and I wouldn't no, even I wouldn't no. even be sharing information uh-uh. with No, she doesn't even need to entertain it. No. She and I like staying with somebody while they while she's doing working with them. I just No, we're her family. Go yeah. stay with some family. Yeah. Go stay with your sister, your brother, your mama, your, your cousin, auntie, your yeah. uncle, somebody. Don't just go off with some strange man just because he gave you a compliment or two. Agree. No, don't do that. Yeah, I completely agree. Somebody that. And now wait a minute. This now, is all she kinds said of she wrong. knew him. She no. She said. Let me go back to it. She said that. She started venting to a friend. A friend. So yeah. she doesn't even really know this person. No. And want to go out of the country with him. Yeah. Uh, he could be a... St- he could be crazy, girl. He could be... Mm, yeah. Taken. So, girl, bye. No, ma'am. <laughs> girl, uh-uh. That's not happening. Girl, bye. And this is not to, to bash women or to make her or anybody feel like... No. They... Having, I think we've all been in situations oh where gosh, yes. we've compromised and and didn't yes. use our good judgment in Absolutely. decisions that we made. Absolutely, and I can understand why it made her feel like why she felt like she needed to talk to somebody else because she wasn't right. getting what she needed at home. Right. But like you were saying, the mean, grass ain't always greener on the other side. That's right. And honestly, if from my perspective, right. the grass also it can be greener wherever you water it. So if you exactly. go home and talk to your husband, communicate, communicate with your husband, even though it's not easy, you got to have hard conversations. Yeah, get 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 someone to be there with you. Yep. That's what counselors you, are for. That's what yep. you know. You can get somebody to be there, another listening ear. 
you know, to keep you two calm down, you know, to keep the conversation headed in the right direction. Yeah. You know, and we can sit here and give advice all day, but the truth is you don't know what you're going to do until you're in the situation. Absolutely. I completely agree. So I don't, I don't know, um, what normally people are. I don't know. I won't say that. I'll take that. I don't know what her thought process might be going into like the next few phases of her life, but mm-hmm. um, therapy definitely should be one of them. Uh, yeah, I just want her to love herself. Yeah, she she needs to fall in love with herself, and if if she's the type of person that believes in a higher power, because Lord knows I do, mm-hmm. she should seek that and seek counseling. And um, if she doesn't believe, she should still seek counseling, whether it be spiritual or whether it just be a regular counselor. She needs she needs to love herself. She yep. needs some help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next episode, we will talk about um, the end, the the weight loss, the big day um, yeah. and what it took to get Gabe into surgery and coming yes. home from the hospital and. Yes. What her life has been like in the last few days. So stay tuned. Like I know, yeah. I know. So stay tuned for the next episode right. um, when we talk about uh, Gabe's weight loss. And we'll see you guys next time. On um, Big Sister, Little, Little Sister. sister.